0: welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest podcast, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Dewar.
1: The lovely, according to uh, a person on Twitter, whose name will remain nameless because I can't pronounce it. But anyways,
0: (sighs) Curtis has no culture.
1: I have no culture.
0: The point being. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited to have Curtis back on the show as he is on the show every day. But um the point being, what are we um what are we talking about today, Curtis?
1: We are talking about oh wait, to continue scam month. Mm Scam month? Scam month. Sorry. Thank you. (laughs) To continue scam month, today we are going to talk about scam labels. All about scammy type labels or labels that are kind of shady, but maybe not quite scammy, but not good to work with. Do you want to describe these at first, Matt, just so we can have some framework here?
0: I mean, essentially the way the scam works is it's preying on the idea that most people don't know how uh most people don't know how record deals work and yeah. and again also like in other scams we talked about you know people want affirmation that their work is good you mm-hmm. know so this is where the uh the scam begins cuz it's like oh well I want someone to say uh, you know my work is good yeah
1: well you know? usually well usually as well just as a starting point it usually comes uh, from someone who found you on Bandcamp, just as a starting point. Go ahead. Go ahead, though, Matt.
0: Yeah, that's important. Is that it usually yes. comes from someone who found you on Bandcamp. And then what happens is they, uh, you know, is they offer you a deal. And in some way, you have to pay for it. Yeah,
1: or you have to pay like, something that's unreasonable because there are times when you will be asked to help cover manufacturing costs
0: yeah or PR or something like like there are people who do deals like that for a variety of reasons and sometimes even big labels do that because why because they're um either trying to uh (sighs) Not, not lose money yeah i mean that that's that's the big one or you know or like people would just prefer it or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, like there's a no. huge number of reasons why someone would do it, but yeah. the point being, and this is where it gets tricky. Yeah. Is you have to figure out what's appropriate and what's not. Yeah. And also realize that there's a lot of fuckery with these sorts of things. Yeah. You know, there's one, there's,
1: there's one thing that a lot of these labels will do is they'll just sign absolutely anyone as long as you're willing to pay the money.
0: Yeah. And frequently, what it is, honestly, the way it works is they charge you is is you have to like you have to put out CDs with whoever their person is, yeah, and and it's gonna cost you a bunch of money to um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like like that that seems to usually be what it is. Like that's the most basic form of the scam. Is mm-hmm. that uh, it's it's you know it's it's really just like. Yeah, well, like, okay, you're paying $4 to print CDs that they get done for a dollar and a half.
1: Yeah, you're basically paying for manufacturing the CDs and nothing else, and then they you know, slap a label on it.
0: That's the most common. And then, and then they don't post about you on their socials. Yep. You know, this is, that's where it gets hairy. Yep. Is that they don't post about you on socials, and then, you know, and then suddenly you're kind of boned.
1: And they don't even do anything for press. and They, do, they just absolutely do absolutely nothing except for having you to pay them money to get CDs printed. They're, they're getting a cut of it. And essentially, you're just getting their name and nothing else.
0: Yeah. And, and naming like, a good name because why? Because nobody gives a shit about the label.
1: Well, the reason, and the reason why nobody gives a shit about the label is because they don't do anything to promote the artist. And on top of that, they'll sign literally anyway anyone like I like I had a label one time when I was first starting out hired me to do some work for them I was like okay fine right I, I didn't know I didn't know anything about them but you know I was like okay someone's paying me money to do some work for them fine I'll do it band that's, that they sent me seemed pretty good so I was like yeah okay fine I'll do the PR um this was back when I was first starting out so I gave them a really good deal and everything because I'm trying to build up my name and uh I thought things went pretty good but then they, they kept asking me to do PR again in the future. And the quality of the bands were getting kind of questionable. Like, I'd be like, they'd send me something that I was like, okay, this, I, I don't really like this. And I'd ask a couple other people and they'd be like, no, I don't really like it either.
0: And, and, we and I just want of, to say for a second, I'm yeah. like routinely astounded by the amount of bad music out there. Like, I, like I feel very lucky that I'm not re- I don't really have to deal with that anymore. Yeah, you know, as I yeah. advance in my career, like I feel very blessed that like okay, I don't really have to deal with like bad bands, but like there's a huge like there's a huge amount of bad music out there. Like there's tons. Like you would be truly awestruck if you know like just some of the shit Curtis and I have seen.
1: Yeah, and oh, like God. I'll get, and I would get, and you know, if I have a label that's sending me like this weird stuff you know finally you know your hackles kind of go up and you know eventually i looked at, i looked into the, their practices a little bit and found out they were basically doing what we said they were charging you know a large amount of money just to get cds printed i think it was like they, it was like a minimum order or something like 500 bucks and you know and they Curtis, were ba-
0: yeah yeah oh, finish because you reminded me of something else sure like basically they were taking a cut of
1: that and the guy actually said to me because i said to him one time i said like this band you sent me, I don't want to do it because it's not very good. And his exact comment was, as long as they pay me money, I don't care. And then that's when I realized,
0: it's a scam. Yeah. Um, so actually, this ties into another way the scam works. Yep. Um, is that they overcharge you on the back end for PR.
1: Yeah, that was the other thing, too, is you I know, found out from another band that they, because they were getting a discount from me, but they, but they were charging the band but then I was being charged. Oof. yeah. So I was so I was doubled annoyed at that point. So
0: yeah. Long, so that, that's a, well, that's, that's a common way that they do it. Yeah, it, is it's like, you know, they 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 charge like they upcharge you for every service, and rather than you know, because there are deal like label deals that, that are like mm-hmm. profit split deals, where essentially the label pays you know, the label will pay and be like, okay, look, we're going to pay for PR. We're going to pay for the ads, whatever. But we have to pay that back on your record sales before we start to pay you. That's different. That's, that's fine. Because like, that makes sense. The label is acting essentially like a bank. They're finding the money and then you are, you know, and and then you're coming in and helping them, you know, break even. So to me, that makes sense. But you know when it comes down to it like they shouldn't you know and and also the other thing this is just important Mm -hmm. to realize so because this is where it gets tricky because there are labels that actually do have that actually you know they can't pay for the pr but they do have a sweetheart deal with curtis yeah well you know
1: yeah i don't do that quite as much anymore but yes yes
0: well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, if someone, like, Metal Assault said, look, could you really help these guys out, please? Like, I'd probably
1: do it for him, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, yeah. And, and that's a relatively common thing where, like, someone has some sort of sweetheart deal going. Yeah. And a lot of times these scam labels will pitch it like that. You know, they'll pitch it as, like, oh, well, no, I just have, like, a bro deal. So that's why you got to, you know, that's yeah, why you yeah. got to hire him. Normally, this guy's way more expensive.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. No, that's you know, true. That is that is true.
0: And, and like, and that's something you see a lot. And like, on some level, like, I get it. You know, I get the belief. I get the sort of. You, you you know what I'm saying. I think so. Yeah. Um. You know, like like these these are all things you have to think about. And this is, you know, like because. A lot and, and a lot of these guys, and, and a lot of these labels for the record come from um, less developed countries, as we had discussed, you know, uh, Poland, Russia, Brazil. Yeah, that's definitely a big part of it, and so sometimes they say sometimes they're not being very clear on things, yeah, uh, is sometimes they like legitimately don't understand, I feel.
1: Yeah, I think so too. because like, they also see everybody else doing it in their country that way. Yeah. So that, like, here's the thing is like, I, like when I first started out with Doer PR, one of, one, of, one of the people that worked with me, like they dealt with a lot of Polish labels and I don't think all of them were a scam by any stretch of the imagination. I work but with I a think, Polish label who are great. Yeah. I like, but at the Curtis same works time. With too, like,
0: interstellar smoke. We love interstellar smoke. Shout out. Jacek. Um.
1: Yeah. But sometimes, but the thing is, is that sometimes they, they'll see another label doing something and they just kind of think that's the standard way of doing it when it's
0: not yeah and that's important to realize is like yeah i think that a lot of these people aren't necessarily like some people are obviously bad and idiots and yeah. not yeah. good for the scene but yeah. i also think that a lot of people are like retarded yeah, well, not even just, just just legitimately just unsure of how the rules work yeah you know what i mean and yeah. And that's fine. You know, you have to learn the rules eventually. Yeah. Um, it's the people that keep
1: doing it once they realize it's not a standard thing and not unethical that you've got to worry about.
0: Yeah. And that, unfortunately, starts to happen a lot, you know. Yeah. So how do you, how do you, Curtis, identify the difference between sort of a hustling underground label versus an uh, illegitimate a scammer it's hard sometimes I mean basically what I do like in the last
1: couple years the thing that I I do before I take on pretty much any client nowadays whether it's a label or anyone else is I do a check on them I check their social media I check all their music I check their lyrics I check the art I check basically everything I can because I, I I have ended up working with people that were scam artists in the past that I wasn't aware of so and I don't want to do that so it's a bit of a more laborious process for me. But I mean, like, I just check everything. It's the socials. Um, I look to see and, some and of so, artists. so what are, you,
0: what are you checking for? Just elaborate here.
1: Well, I, sometimes it's kind of a gut feeling you need, you kind of get when you see something that's not right. <clears throat> Good example is a couple weeks ago, uh, someone got in contact with me. And something just felt kind of off about the conversation. They said that the band that they were working with had a bunch of ex-members of these really famous bands. And, you know, they basically made it sound like, you know, they they were expecting big things and that there was these former members that were just huge, you know, so in these big bands rather. So, you know, I pulled a couple strings and I kept asking them, like, what bands are they from? And they told me and then I said, OK, well, who are the members? They kept avoiding the question. And I Googled the I Googled the company's, the person's company's name, couldn't find any information about them. Um, I Googled the the person themselves, couldn't find any information about them. And the guy kept avoiding my question. And then finally, when I, he finally answered my question, he said, basically, it was like touring members of these two really famous bands, touring members. And it's like, okay. You know, the guy was expecting like Billboard, Revolver, all this type of stuff. And, you know, he wanted the commitment from me, basically, that, you know, I was going to, that they would get big things. So, I mean, he wasn't a scam, but, you know, there was something off about him. You know what I mean? In a way, it kind of was kind of scammy because at the same time, he was trying to tell me that it was members from these big bands when it was like the touring guitarists and the bassists who who had played with them once or something from like years ago, right?
0: Yeah, (laughs) and and, and this actually reminds me of another thing I've noticed is like if someone tells you they've worked with someone cool, you know, make sure you ask in what capacity they worked with them in because I've definitely seen it happen where – you know, it was like, oh, we worked with, you know, we worked with, uh, I think it was Mushroom Head. And then it turns out, like, they had booked one Mushroom Head show one time.
1: Well, I had another guy tell me that they had worked with this really, really, really big new metal band. This guy who was in, who was, who had been associated with this really big new metal band was working with them. and, And the guy was giving them terrible advice. And I kept telling these guys, like, look, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And I you know, I said, can you give me the guy's name I'm, and I'm going to do a background check. The guy literally, all he fucking did with them is he like did, it was like some small capacity. I, I found his LinkedIn and it was just like, it was like basically the guy had done nothing with this big new metal band. He was advertising himself as like as being this consultant to this band and knowing what he was doing, right? right? He was
0: like the merch guy on
1: one tour. It was like something stupid like that. Yeah. It was like, it was like robust. I can't even remember. It wasn't bus driver, but it was something like stupid, right? And I was like, and the guy had basically advertised himself to this band as being super experienced because, you know, he had toured with this new metal band that was massive, multi-platinum, right? So it was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it was true, but, you know, he was like the bus driver. Well, it wasn't the bus driver. But I'm exaggerating. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but the, and that's the important thing to figure out is like. Yeah. What did this guy do? What, you know, like, and, and, you know, and again, this is where you need to know people in your scene. This is why yeah. people get scammed. is because they don't know people in their scene and other people on that scene probably know that guy is a scam, you know? Yeah. But you need, but, like, if you don't know your community, if you don't know mm-hmm. the people around you who can tell you, yeah, that dude's legit or no, that dude's a poser. Yeah. You know, if you don't know, then you're going to get screwed. This is, like, yeah. this is what's so aggravating to me is people screw themselves. How? Because they don't know their community. And yeah. it's like, if you don't know your community, well, of course they're going to fuck with you. Yeah. One thing I do want to point
1: out too, is a lot of times the guys that have worked with really big people, like in an actual capacity, don't brag about it either. I just want to point that out. Like, um, what's his name? Michael, the guy that we interviewed that had discovered a Metallica, for example. He actually DM'd a group I had been working with, asking them if asking them if he could help them. He didn't say who he was or anything. Like that. <laughs> we had to Google to find out who he was. His last name is escaping me, but you know who I'm talking about.
0: Michael Alago. Um,
1: that's his name, Michael Alago. You know, he DM'd them out of the blue, and the band's going. And the band actually accused this guy a scam. And I was like, I don't think so. And I went and Google him. Oh no, it's Michael Alago. No fuck no, you know, legit guy, <laughs> right? And he yeah. actually helped them. But he wasn't going around going, "Oh, I discovered Metallica."
0: Yeah, you know, and that and that's the thing, and that's like something I, I personally try to be very cautious of. Yeah, it, you know, because like I I don't you know like because I think the thing is if you're trying to help small guys and you tell them oh i worked on this necrot record and it went top 40 yeah you know what 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 i know bands hear is, oh he can make our record go top 40
1: yeah that's kind of yeah and that's okay, not but,
0: the reality yeah. i want to pitch to anyone you know
1: yeah even though you could legitimately say it it's yeah, yeah.
0: like yeah. i've worked on a top 40 record yeah um, well, it's like
1: me. I could say I worked. I, I I did a press release for Exorder. It's true, but it was literally like one press release. So I've never ever ever have said I worked with Exorder. But yeah, I could exactly.
0: It, I could, it, but I haven't. Yeah, because it, it because you, ex- yeah, you know you haven't. Whereas I was like on that tour, and yeah. you know, but you don't go around going,
1: "I was Exorder's fucking me, man."
0: Yeah, no, like <laughs> I'm friends with those guys still. You know, like. I, I, but yeah, like, like this is, this is yeah. what's important to understand, you know, is like, yeah. okay, where do you sit? Who you stand? What are you, you know, and, and realizing, you know, like, like we said last time, you know, someone's promising you the sun, the moon and the stars, maybe take a step back and go, this sounds a little bit too good to be true, you know? Yeah. And then, And you can figure it out. And always, always, always,
1: whenever you're dealing with anyone who you might even think might be industry-related, do a Google and social media search of that person. Always, always, always. Because sometimes people overplay who they are, and other times people underplay who they are. Good example are the guys from Metal Blade they don't really identify themselves on Twitter as who they are. They kind of do, but they don't, you know what I mean? They don't kind of let like go. I'm a big You know what I mean? Yeah. But, and they'll talk to people all the fucking time. And I, I've seen people like actually, you know, tweet at Vince, you know, that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Meanwhile, he's like, you know, senior guy at Melbourne.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: Right. So, you know. but because those, those people haven't Googled them, but vers- other, but uh, reversely, you know, I've seen other people take take really uh, big stock in people's opinions who are just like small players in the industry who, who don't know what they're talking about.
0: Oh yeah, and yeah, you know, and again, like you just have to be thoughtful and look yeah. into like, okay, how are we? How are we do? You know, how are we approaching this? How are we deciding if someone is legit or not? You know, because yeah. that's a a tricky and important question.
1: Well, yes, Matt, worked, Matt has worked with Dave Mustaine legitimately, but on Gimme Radio where he just said his name <laughs> once. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I, you know? I guess Dave Mustaine and I are colleagues, yeah. <laughs> you are. No, but you know what
1: I'm saying, right? So it's just like, you know, it, like Matt could legitimately say he's colleagues with Dave Mustaine. Have they talked? No. <laughs> would Dave know who he is? Probably not.
0: <laughs> I would be amazed if Dave Mustaine knew who I was. I do know, this is kind of cool though. I do know that he like actually is like very nice. And like he's, has he has emailed nice. has emailed with like some of my guys who do work with him, and it's like actually kind of cool. Well, so he, like, he gave you a
1: shout out one time, I think, on Gimme when he named a bunch of hosts, didn't
0: he? Maybe I he did. Oh, I think I you're right. Yeah, me. yeah. But like yeah. you know, but like like anyway. So the point being, like, but yeah, like you know, and, and well, it's the same thing. Like for me, I always like to tell this story because I feel like it's a really good indicator of how to be. You know, mm-hmm. is for me, um. I'll never forget when I was with Jessica Pimentel, you know, who's like a a real celebrity. Um, a real celebrity. No, but you know what I mean. Like she's like. I knew. It just was
1: funny the way you said it. That's hilarious.
0: Like, no, anyways, but, go ahead. But, but you know, like like she's like on you know she's like on TV and yeah. you know whatever yeah. like yeah y- yeah so she's yeah you know she 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 is who she is yeah and. I'll never forget being at Summer Breeze and she introduced me to someone and said, this is Matt who I work with at Guinea radio. And I was like, first of all, like, wow, thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, but again, it's, 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 it's on her to do that for me because she is a celebrity and I'm a guy with a Instagram account that is big for the metal underground standards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and I'm not going out and saying, oh, I worked with just, you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, yeah. like this is, you know, like I know her, but again, yeah. I, but again, it's, it's the same thing of like, I'm not, I don't work in the fact that I know her into every conversation, which is what a lot of these scam labels will do. Yep, yeah. You know,
1: like, we worked with Jessica Pimentel one time,
0: you know, like, and again, and just to, to circle back on this, just to be very clear, understand what worked with means. Cause there's a huge difference between helping her out at Blood Blast with her band versus booking yes. an Alakine's Gun show, you know?
1: 100% or getting her signed to a label or doing promotion for her or anything yet.
0: You know, because, like, I have, like, eight friends who booked Alakine's Gun shows, Yeah. you know? And none of them would be, like, oh, yeah, I, you know, like... Like, they'd say, like, oh, yeah, like, I booked her show. Like, that was cool. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, you just have to be... Thoughtful if, if that makes sense. Like you know, 'cause people definitely try to like gas you, you know, and be like, oh yeah, like I totally whatever. And I totally
1: know Axl Rose. I made him breakfast one time when I worked at a red robin.
0: <laughs> you know, or fucking Todd Severin talking about how he's related to David Lee Roth. That was fucking funny, yeah. The greatest thing ever. So just, before we wrap up, just the, one of the most absurd things to ever happen with Curtis's incredibly dumb Twitter presence is he, um, Curtis made a joke about how, what, David Lee Roth was Todd, Todd the head of Ripple's brother or something?
1: No, I said it he was his dad. No, Todd was David Lee Roth's dad because obviously because they're both from California and their fathers were eye doctors or something stupid like or, or you know they were related to eye doctors. I can't remember what it was, but something stupid
0: like that. So I and then it joke. came out that Todd Severin is a cousin, is <laughs> like a second cousin of David Lee Roth, and they don't know each other. Who he doesn't other. know?
1: Who he doesn't know? Yes. Just
0: yeah, they don't know out. each other, but they're like they they like they definitely know a bunch of the same people.
1: Yeah. Um, which Ripple's is like David Lee
0: Roth. <laughs> you know, like, but like again, like Todd isn't like t- telling people that. Like, okay, how about this? I he told cousin, us that
1: because it was he was the punchline of a joke. That was the only reason why he said it.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I yeah. have a cousin who produced two Bob Dylan records. Okay, Don Devito, go look him up. I never talk about that.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm now kind of questioning whether you're related to him. I believe the guy did that, but
0: no, I'm. He, he's, he was my grandfather's cousin because they had <laughs> that, <laughs> the same grandmother. Um and, and <laughs> okay, same you know same grandparents Giuseppe Gentili. Um, I, I'm family to Bob
1: Dylan's cello uh, player or whatever it is. Yeah. Joker. Yeah. No. But like,
0: yeah. But like, you don't say stuff like that because it's dumb. And people who try to like sell you on stuff like that are also dumb. Oh, fuck. You know? Cause I you I knew someone who was in a similar situation to me where like they were related to like a pretty like a player. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Except like they kept trying to use it except this guy like didn't know who they were and never did anything for them. And it was like, Oh, Oh, you know, and like they'd always talk about how they were related to this person and we'd all be like, Oh, oh, oh okay. Is something really max
1: max Cavallera through a third cousin.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like shit like yeah. that, where it's like, you know, the only time I ever used that connection was um, when I met Joan Jett. Oh, and also my cousin. Wait, Donald. wait, wait! You actually used the connection of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, Joe related- Jet, you knew my cousin Donnie," and she was like, "Oh, yes, I did." <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy, that's amazing! That's and then awesome. also,
0: the only other time that's I awesome. used that was because my cousin invented Nintendo Core, because he's in that band Animagucci. I don't know the band, but okay, yeah. No, but they're they're like very cult popular. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've used that to, like, get into anime and Gucci shows.
1: Just okay, so it. we just did a whole podcast where we said, don't do this. Matt just admitted he did both those well, things. No,
0: no, 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 but I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, but there's a huge difference between going to see your cousin's band on New Year's and, you know.
1: Using it to try to get money?
0: Yeah, my cousin, who was also my neighbor at the time, like, you know. Um, anyway, so just keep that in mind. We went on a tangent. It's, it's Friday night, um, and, and everybody shots. Uh anyway, this has been Dumb and Dumbest. This has been another edition of Scam Month. Scam Month. And you have been listening. Are we done yet?